Happy Independence Day, everyone. It's week six, and Becca's journey to find love has hit a few rough spots. However, she takes care of both of them because she's ready for let's do the damn thing to be in the past tense. Some guy in Austin and I talk Edgar Allan Poe, the correct size of a pocket square, and when it's appropriate to call a woman hot. Also, we both say the phrase blah, blah, blah for some reason, and I snort laugh the entire last minute of the show. I don't say anything. Sorry. Finally, some guy asked me which bachelorettes are still in successful relationships, and guess what? I forgot one. See if you can figure out who I forgot, and then hit me up on social media with the answer. I can't believe I forgot someone. That's so weird. It's the first mistake I ever made. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 59 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. We're in Bachelorette Becca's week six of her journey to find love. But first, before we get into this, some guy in Austin and I would like to apologize because we were completely wrong last week in our podcast when we did our quick little, hey, we're going to do Bachelor in Paradise and zip through these people. We thought that Chelsea was Olivia and that People Magazine had made a mistake. And both of us were confident that had happened. (laughs) Confident. To be fair, if they were remaking Single White Female, Uh those two could star. I mean, they're basically the same person with, you know. Right. If I recall, Olivia's a little more type A, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. as far as her quirkiness and her anal retentiveness. But they're both basically the same person. What the funniest thing about this is that you and I were certain that P- People Magazine had made a mistake, both of us, who have been doing this for a very long time. Number two, there were so many people that corrected us and wanted us to know that that was not Olivia, that that was Chelsea, and they gave me big time, you know, mm-hmm. a little hand slapping, got a little bit of hand slapping. A lot of people did it in great love, though, but they needed us to know that we yes. weren't as cool as we thought we were, mm-hmm. and we need to take it down a few notches. Have you ever seen Office Space? Yes. You remember course. when he's uh, when, when uh, Peter's with the Bobs, and he says, and another thing, I have eight bosses. So when I make a mistake, I hear about it eight times. <laughs> now, magnify that, that toward <laughs> however many listeners we sure. have that picked that up. It's, and, it's great. Um, think we both agree uh in fact your text last night um i'm going to read it when we were confirming the time we were going to speak this morning you Mm. said something like remind me to apologize (laughs) for mixing up chelsea i have to apologize that's the first thing on my note it says mistake dot 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 olivia versus chelsea so we apologize we are not the greatest bachelor fans of all time because we can't we can't differentiate between Olivia and Chelsea, and that's okay. And we appreciate when people text and email and message and call and tell us when there is a mistake. I really, really do appreciate that. I want to know when I've made a mistake. So thank you, everyone, really, for I letting really us. Don't want to know about yeah, it. I know you don't want to know, but you're <laughs> on the one editing this bad boy. It's me. So that's anyway, true. it's it's gonna be fine, and we are going to root for Chelsea in Paradise now that we mm-hmm. have you know, done her wrong in such a big way. So I happened to watch the show real time 
Yeah. Um, but mm. before that, there was uh, Entertainment Tonight, I think, is on before that. Okay. I think. Sure. At which I never watch. Um, but I just happened to catch the last 10 minutes. Now, they had a statistical recap of the success of the Bachelor franchises. <gasps> and do you know what I learned? Tell me. It's interesting. So, of the Bachelorette franchises, there are four successful marriages that yes. have spawned out of that. Can you name them? That have or, um, so it's just marriages. I should four successful current relationships. Oh, I was about to say marriages. Wanted. Okay, four successful relationships. You say? Yeah, one is a marriage. We know Tristan Ryan. Let's just you know that's Tristan a given. Tristan Ryan. That's like that's like you know the 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 space and bingo you get. That exactly you fill the in. free space in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's um, your Tristan. Of course, I think Sean and Catherine Lowe are maybe inching out. No, 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 That's a bachelor. Oh, we're not talking franchise. Bachelorette. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, so we have Tristan Ryan. We have Ashley and JP. That's right. They have kids and they're married. They have kids and they're married. We have supposedly JoJo and what's his name? Fake Gosling. No, no, no. Joe, Jojo oh, and Caitlin. Fake Caitlin and fake Jocelyn. Jojo and fake Aaron Rodgers. That's it. That's it. Those <gasps> are the four. That's exciting. Now, Go Bachelorettes. Thing, I, Maybe I think, Becca I, will be next. Well, so I think it was... Um, oh, and then I'm sorry. One more. Rachel and the Ma- Miami guy. So we have five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget about them, too. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so, so out, of the, out of the Bachelorette franchise, I think it's 16 seasons or something like 14, that, they said. 14, yeah. 14, uh, six or five successful relationships and counting. That's a pretty, uh, that's pretty good odds. Okay. Now. Oh dear. Any idea what the bachelor success rate is in 22 seasons? I'm going to say one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> one for 22. Now we have Mesnick, but that was a. Uh, that's right so they, i just want to be clear they didn't count the dumping and the remarrying they didn't count those okay. but sean Lowe is the only and Catherine are yeah. the only ones that are actually married one out of 22 wow let me yep. tell let me tell you this this you're gonna be excited about this so yesterday for some reason or maybe sunday i don't know why roommate laura and i were sitting around and she just happened to say do you think we could name all the bachelors Wow. And first we had to look and see how many there were, and there were 22. We named 21 of them. And can you guess who we forgot? Andrew Firestone. No, I don't know. of course not. He was the first one out of my mouth. I love Andrew Firestone. I don't know. Who? The O'Donnell guy. Charlie O'Donnell's Oh, brother. that's my favorite one because he was just <laughs> drunk the whole time. And he dressed like a freaking slob. And he, his brother, his rich, successful you know, good looking <laughs> Rebecca Romaine married brother bought him like an upstairs condo in some wherever the hell he lived so he could drink and do nothing. Right. And that was the year he was like, Yeah, we're not gonna do these cocktail parties. Don't get dressed up. I don't wanna do that. Yeah, just, just wear <laughs> so wear a, a NBA jersey and some baggy shorts and mm. we're good. And you know um, you have rubbed off on me because who did I forget? Because I have blocked him out. Jake Pavelka. Jake Pavelka. <laughs> <laughs> Laura was all of a sudden she went, oh, Jake Pavelka. And I went, yeah. oh. I'm so proud of you. Thank Listen, you. so I wasn't done with my little thing. Oh, so, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay because that, that was a good tangent. But do you know 
the most successful Bachelor franchise to produce successful relationships. Wait, I don't understand the question. So we, we've said that The Bachelorette produced six successful relationships, correct? Or five, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And bachelor, The Bachelor, the least successful, one for 22. Okay. The most successful Bachelor franchise with respect to percentage of relationships is Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, gosh, I'm sure. Because they're believe? all, they're all, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a better ratio. Well, yeah, but it's also, I would also argue that it's it's more of a, you know, singles type yeah. charged environment, you know? Yeah. And then the final statistic is, um, as far as the Bachelor franchises go, um, when there's an alleged sexual assault, the Bachelor of Paradise is also oh. light years ahead uh-huh. of any other franchise. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's so, good to anyway, know. I okay. learned that I, it was pretty interesting. I thought what I would share with everybody that doesn't watch entertainment tonight. Those are great. Now, Coming up, whenever we we have a lot to talk about, so we won't do it in this ep- episode, but we will. We'll go back and forth and try to name all the bachelors. I think that uh, would be fun. I'm going to be terrible at that. I, I bet you I can get 10. No, you can get more than that. Was you know Wes more. Hayden a bachelor? Was Wes Hayden no, a bachelor? We don't okay, mention I, him uh, on this podcast. I'm I sorry. have told you that. You signed a waiver. I apologize. Then I, then I can get nine. <laughs> Um, okay. so last night was interesting. The map is back. Did you notice we get the map, the digital map that tells us where Virginia is. That was super well, helpful. More specifically Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Which, Richmond, um, Virginia. Sure. there's so much history here. Mm-hmm. Uh, snooze. Mm-hmm. You know. And did you know that Virginia is for lovers? It is. Everybody knows that because everyone has seen that stupid bumper sticker okay. in you know, I... Wisconsin. I need to ad- ad- admit and confess that I did not have never heard that in my life. You are kidding me. I am not. And everybody You've never has seen Virginia no. for lovers. It's no. all over the place. It's I like know. the Lone That's Star what I've State. been told. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I'd never ever heard that before. But then I did some research and figured out it was an ad campaign that just blew up, which is great. Good good for them. But yeah, I had never heard that. Bumper stickers, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. T shirts. Now you're gonna now the next time you go to some festival, you're gonna see some fat guy in a Virginia's for lover shirt and you're gonna say, you know what? That is a thing. Okay. (laughs) I will say that. (laughs) The next time I'm at that festival, I will say that. Yes. Stop that guy and pose with a picture and send it to me. Okay. <laughs> so the first date was Jason, your boy Jason. He did really good last night. He's he did coming him. in strong and steady mm-hmm. is the word. I cannot exactly. I cannot mm-hmm. take credit for that. Now remember, he was just sort of a random. Like I just was like, oh, this guy looks good, and mm-hmm. I, I had some basis because he was. You know, there was a connection geographically or something I saw, but that's the only thing I was like, totally pulled that out of the air. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And I agree with you. He seems sane. And mm-hmm. um, you know who I've actually been impressed by the last couple of weeks, although he's had his moments, is Colton seems to be level headed yep. too. Yep. Uh, both of those guys are doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jason, you know, there's two types of one on one dates there's the one where Becca just um, affirms that they're good guys, you know? Yes. And then there's the other type of date, which I think this one was, where they actually take a step forward in their journey to find love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I so I, I felt like that date was one step forward in the journey to find love. Now, refresh my memory. Was that the Edgar Allan Poe Museum date? <laughs> yes. Okay. 
kissing somebody in a coffin oh, is really Mm-mm. weird. Mm-mm. Yeah, a little creepy. Um, but I am um, a very – I've always been a very big Edgar Allan Poe fan, and um, I was happy to see that they, they made the stop at the museum there. Uh, I, I was a little bit confused because she talked a lot about how that's where Edgar Allan Poe's mom was buried. Yeah, but I'm then there's sure a Poe museum just for kicks because the mom's <laughs> there. I don't know. I, he was he died in like Maryland or something. I think I don't think he died in Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. But I guess he lived in Virginia for a while. He was an editor and stuff, from what I can recall. And then an editor of like a magazine critic or something. And then he kind of wandered around and decided he wanted to be a uh, full time writer. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know all this is because, uh, well, number one, I'm an You're English lit. Well, yeah, but English lit major. But but um, he. Uh, if this, I don't know if this is true or not. But this is what I've heard. He was the first um, American writer to officially declare himself a full-time writer. Writer, that's interesting. Old... Yeah. So, what's your favorite piece of Poe work? Um, you know, I, I actually the Telltale Heart and the Purloin Letter. I like his short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, you know, obviously, you read all the, you know, you read the Raven mm-hmm. and you read all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I always and I always liked. Um, Annabelle Lee. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, I would have to say that the Telltale Heart is probably my favorite short story. He, the Raven was something we did in my senior year. And it it, it, it was hard for me. I, I, didn't, I didn't like Poe, didn't care about Poe, didn't want to. He's a little, a little dark for you. Oh my gosh, so dark. You can't and, go. And repetitive. Like, you can't go from, um, you know, seven doors jumping around cheerfully. <laughs> Or whatever you listen to normally, what? and uh, so you're like a big Disney person. That was a Snow White reference, and you know Poe doesn't really translate. After that, you're getting you know people dying and you know all that kind of stuff. It's true, and it's so long. How did you feel that um, uh, Abe Lincoln and George Washington <clears throat> cough cough um, compared to Tom and Morton? <laughs> Um, I think they were equally as weird. <laughs> uh, Abe Lincoln, which he, the guy did not do justice. Because everyone knows that Abe Lincoln actually had a decent sense of humor. That guy was about his. That guy was fed every Abe single Lincoln. line. He had never Listen, heard of The Bachelor before, ever. Listen, the real Abe Lincoln would be more entertaining today than that guy was. Um, George Washington, I didn't know, was a brunette. <laughs> They could have at least stuck with tradition and given the guy a white wig. He looked nothing. I thought, well, is that John Adams? Uh, is it Ben Franklin without the glass? I didn't know who the hell it was. And then he said, it's well, I'm George Washington. Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, I, it, he definitely wasn't a George Washington. I mean, that guy was low rent. It was probably some guy from the crew. Yeah. Uh, George called in sick today. He didn't want to do this, but uh, we've got the outfit. Okay. Let's talk about um, Jason's time though she has yeah. said on more than one occasion that he is a good kisser that is telling uh, when she has said on more than one occasion that this dude is a good kisser he might be everybody. the new ari she, uh, she kisses everybody that's why it's so great because she kisses everybody and she has a she she knows she has kissed everybody and has deemed him number one in the lip lock department did she ever kiss uh did she ever kiss that uh, psychopath chris i don't recall her yeah. kissing yeah 
I no. mean, when they were swaying back and forth to Richard Mark, singing "Whatever You Want, Whatever You Do," I'll oh, be right yeah. here waiting oh, for you. Forgot about that. After he mm-hmm. found his um his songwriting voice, he did. He found his journaling Richard. skills. So, thanks, Richard Mark. Anyway, I like Jason. I think he is. I don't think he's an underdog anymore or a dark horse anymore. I think Jason is legit in the running, and I think she likes him a lot. And I think he did some great vulnerable stuff during their dinner time when he talked about his grandmother having Alzheimer's and. Oh, he was saving that story for the yeah. I mean, that was like the perfect yeah, yeah, perfect delivery. But Um, what do you think about the friends that she got to meet or she flew in or whatever? Because he's not from Virginia. No, no, they flew him in from wherever he's from. Um, That's huge to me. Um, I don't know. I mean, they just call like three of his buddies. Like, but hey, they've never done that before in the history of the show in all 14 Sure seasons. they have. No, no, they've never flown him in, but they've like it's ambushed. always been it. It's always been at hometown dates. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they were hanging out in Richmond. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't feel one way. I think that's a big deal. It is a big deal. I think he's definitely top three fantasy suite material really? at this point. Don't you? You think? Yeah. I think him, that is a him bold and Garrett statement. and, and Really? Him, Garrett, and Colton are my top three. Mm-hmm. Above Blake? Yes. Blake will, Blake will fizz. Yeah, he looked like out, he had acid reflux out. all night long. He was having a hard time. Um, do you think, who do you think was more um, exhausted, uh, Wills or Blake this Wills, week? Always Wills. Wills <laughs> will always be the example. Yeah, he's always exhausted. He's like and a high. sloth, you know? He is. Like you watch, I mean, it's, it's, he's like, I'm really starting to feel for you. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, are you? He's like, it's like he's on Valium or something. Whose hair would you rather have, Jason or Connor? Jason, for sure, because you could wash the greasy whatever he puts in that out of it and cut it. Connor looks like uh, vanilla ice. Tell me why you think Jason does that to his hair. Is that an Italian thing? You're it's Italian. I am Italian. It's because where he's from, I guess. That's acceptable. I mean, it's just like him when he showed up for the date. He had like everything was like dark black. Mm. <laughs> he can't do the splits, which, you know, I'll forgive him for. <laughs> I don't know that. He gets a pass on that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so, yeah, that's, that's fixable. But I like Jason. I think he's a top three at this yeah. point. Um, yeah. and, and I don't think the wheels are coming off. He seems pretty stable. I'm, I'm, I've, got him at, I've got him at four. I don't have him at three. I have him in the Who's top four. I'm putting Blake above him, but Uh-oh. maybe, but maybe not. Maybe not. Blake, Blake might be crashing out. and burning. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things is we started off so good and we just haven't progressed yeah, in weeks. What and happened? Right. Yeah, blah. Okay. The second date was the group date. That's where we saw Morton and Tom <laughs> in the form of Abe and George. Mm-hmm. And there was the Beck election 2018. Hey y'all, it's Lindsay here to tell you about my FabFitFun box full of beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. The one I just received has eight different items and I'm already obsessed with this moisturizer from Pure Lease and a trigger point ball from Maji Sports. I know, I'm loving the fitness part of the box, who knew? The FabFitFun box is retail for $49.99 but always have a value of more than $200. But we've got a deal for you. Use the coupon code GREENBEANS for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Don't miss out because they sell out fast. Now back to the show. Leading up to this date, we need to give a a little bit of background. So sweet Jason gets his date card and all of a sudden it turns into a crazy Eddie Chris and Lincoln back and forth bickering because Chris said something like, I hope I get a two on one. 
Yeah. And then he said, I'm hope I hope I'm with you, Lincoln, because I know I'll have it in the bag, mm-hmm. which is tacky. And so bicker, bicker, bicker back and forth. And the guys are just looking at them as if they are exhausted from the whole thing. As Becca told us many times last night that she was emotionally exhausted from these jokers. Somehow something about lying and honor and trust and whatever, those words and terms are thrown out there. And so they have to debate. I'm using air quotes because there was technically no debating going on. Mm -hmm. But they're all at podiums in front of the, I don't know, Commonwealth of the, Virginia the Capitol, Capitol yeah. building with the, with the governor of the entire state, the governor yeah. there asking questions <laughs> and 200 people there, including moms and kids. Mm-hmm. And Harrison asks something along the lines of, do you feel like everybody has been honest? Do you feel like everybody has been up front with Becca? And he yeah. asked Lincoln specifically, and he said, yes. And Chris throws in some sort of, I don't know what they're talking about, but yeah, yeah I and know I have. A profanity-laced yes. tirade. And then everybody it's... went, what? It was all very, very bad. And you saw Becca start to oh, crumble. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was about to explode. Yep. But the, backing up, the, the initial argument was just so ridiculous. That was really painful to watch. Chris could not let go. He just would not... He couldn't let it go. And finally, I think at some point, I don't know if it was earlier or later when Garrett was kind of lecturing him, which I thought was a very that, you know, you just need to let it go and move on. Right. Um, And he could not let it go. And he kept using phrases like the battle and the fight and winning and competition. He always win. Like Jordan, he he always used to winning. (laughs) Right. Right. And his pocket square was the size of a placemat. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. well, I would go with tablecloth. I what think. Is, what uh, is it, that? It was terrible. It Somebody like should... you know, like like when a magician pulls it out of his pocket and it keeps coming. <laughs> like that's, that's what I was exactly doing. So the first thing that um, the Commonwealth of Virginia governor asked was, <laughs> "What do you consider the perfect date? How would you <laughs> answer that question?" Perfect date. Um, Colton thinks it's a dog park. I would say a six-pack of Lone Star and Mythbusters. <laughs> I would say April 25th because it's not too hot and not too cold, and you can just wear a light sweater. Um, uh, to, to answer your question, I like... You're um, supposed to laugh like, at that, dude. That was a joke, and that's funny. That's pop culture. So many people are laughing at that right now, and you just I don't understand. It. I didn't understand the reference. What was your it? Your favorite date is April 25th? Just laugh. Oh, no. So if, to answer your question, I think like like my favorite date would involve two things. One would be some sort of physical activity like like um, and not a symbolic one, like climbing a bridge or bungee jumping <laughs> like that. But like, you know, where we metaphor ourselves to death after the date. I, I, that's not my idea. But like something oh. like uh, if, if it's an all day date, like something like a hike or, you know, the destination going somewhere like even it's like a winery or maybe driving to a restaurant out in the hill country or something something like that and then at night i agree would be um you know a restful period and then a nice dinner that would be so it's like a bachelor date right it would be a good way to get to know somebody um and the only thing your food at dinner or would you just i would eat my food the second it was put in front (laughs) would you drink beer out of a wine goblet uh, I would not. Hey, do you, are, 
are bad manners a turnoff? And I'm not talking like super sloppy, like, you know, food all over the face, you know, and, and the, the napkin tucked in the, mm-hmm. the chin. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about like, you know, when you have the fork, like Europeans, like they eat and, and they have the back, the curved portion of the fork toward them, you know, oh. like toward the ceiling when they eat, as okay. opposed to like yes, using yes, like yes. a scoop. Yes, 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 yes. And then, yes. then like when you eat soup, you're supposed to actually scoop away, away? from yourself. Yes, you are. Yeah. I scoop toward myself, and then I then I tip the bowl, and I like yeah. get all the good stuff in the bottom. You know, I don't slurp. That's that's what I'm talking about. I'm one step, <laughs> I'm one step above slurping, but one step behind actually leaving what I can't get in the bowl without tipping it. Okay. Because soup's delicious. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> about i don't know so listen the debate let's go back to the debate all right i thought chris made a complete himself yes. i thought becca was nice to even allow him at the party but you know there was some sort of calming down session where her producer was in there like look okay i know uh-huh. you want to send him home uh-huh. you'll get your chance you know let's just you know, uh-huh. you know bite your lip through the cocktail party and then you get to kick him to the curb well, and then uh, somebody was nice enough to say, hey, Chris, uh, Becca's room is number three with a little heart on the door. Why don't you head over there? Down the street your, to the uh, left and take a right and take another left and you should find it. That's right there. Oh, and by the way, we're going to uh, have the obligatory limo car oh, waiting for I, you. I wrote that down. You're so right <laughs> that we talked about that last week, how you always have an, uh, a rejection SUV on standby in any town you go in. I'm going to need ambulance. an ambulance and an mm-hmm. SUV on standby. <laughs> so freaking funny. You I think, think the governor loaned them his Oh, um, of course. That was uh, totally GMC, the governor's. Yukon or whatever that was. Absolutely it was. He was like, I will drive you myself to get rid of this guy. He yeah. is awful. <laughs> he was probably driving. That's what the governor oh probably Oh my gosh, drove. he was. He was awful. He was so mad. Here's the thing, though, about Chris is that... Even whenever they were all standing there in their nice suits and their tablecloth pocket squares, he, mm-hmm. it, all the guys immediately saw, uh, just saw Becca kind of fold in on herself. And it was a mixture of irritation and being pissed off and being so, so mad that this was even happening at this mm-hmm. point. And then they all said, you know, we're on Chris watch. He's about to explode. He is going, well, I thought, well, he just did explode. But then yeah. even that night, they're they're all saying, this is going to ruin the cocktail party, which it did because Lincoln and Chris start at it again. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever you said Garrett, she asked Garrett to leave to give her five minutes so she could clear her headspace. And that's when he went back and, and just said, this is, you can't do this. I'm so mad at you right now. And then he goes and journals because Richard Marks and Wayne Newton taught him how to write songs. So he writes down all of his feelings. And I thought he's going to give her a letter, but he didn't. He just walked and basically said, I'm fighting for what I want. And she said back to him in a roundabout way. Yeah, I don't want you anymore. And his line, do you remember what he kept saying over and over and over again? Um, refresh my memory. Well, what are you saying? Well, what what are you saying? <laughs> she would say but it she in a couldn't different say way. It like get out, right? She, you know. But she just kept saying, "I don't think we can get past what has happened." And there would what be is a her pause? What is so her long? What is her deal with like? Remember Ari? Like just leave, and then yeah. he sat there. Yeah, she, <laughs> she bless her heart. She enough? cannot yeah. get anybody out. Then over and over and over again and finally her the, the the line that gets him every time is can i walk you out he says no i'll need you to 
I don't, I don't need to walk out. I don't need to walk so. out. I, I don't, it's fine. And she said, no, I'm a respectful person. I am going to walk you out. No, I don't need you to. And so then she just gets yeah. mad and follows him out because I have respect and I'm going to walk you out. And she wishes him luck. And I bet 10 bucks he's on paradise. Wouldn't you think? Um, yes, but you know what I'm dreading? What? The men tell all. That's going to turn into a screaming match. Oh, I don't know. I think he's going to look back and see what a chotch he was and have some sort of... Look, he is a dyed-in-the-wool chotch. That's that's not a mistake. He's just... He's that guy. I don't think so. Like, for instance, where Crystal, I think... Remember that wacko? Yeah. Um, I think she she was nuts, but I think there was a certain... um, self-consciousness that she was on TV and she mm, was the bad mm-hmm, guy. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case here. I think he's literally being himself. And I bet you every girl he's ever dated has a similar story about that guy. Mm-hmm. And she hit the nail on the head when she said, I just think he's an angry he's person. Angry. Yes. Yeah. She yeah, is okay. so angry. Yeah. And I remember yelling at the TV, like he was when he wouldn't leave and he kept saying, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. I actually yelled at the TV. You're creeping her out. You're man. creeping her. Yes, man. And she's <laughs> she like, of course, like, I'm wow. going to walk you to the door. I need to make yeah. sure you go out the door and leave yeah. me because you're going to be you... stalker in the balcony. How do you feel about her dresses? I like them. Um, I think that she is uh, very, very tall and very, very skinny. So she can wear anything they put her in. I don't know. I just, they're not very elegant to me. Mm. Like, for instance, Emily Maynard, I know I go back to her, but like her stuff looked like it was made for her. Becca's looks like it's something they found on the rack. They probably did. Because she's a tall, skinny model. She can wear whatever. Mm -hmm. Emily can't because she's short. So it probably was made for her. Are you insulting Emily Maynard? No, I'm not. I love Emily. Love, love, love her. I wonder what little Ricky's up to. Little Ricky's babysitting three younger brothers. I'm quite positive <laughs> on that. She no yeah. longer has the West Wing all to herself. She's sharing so every it time, with siblings. Um, so um, this is some guy follows her on Instagram for some reason. And um, every time there's some kind of, you know, picture that she thinks I like, she'll um, screenshot it and send it to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it usually involves her um, with another child. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> she's been birthing for I don't know, three or four years yeah, now. Yeah, she has and, been. Uh, and uh, I always send back the same thing. I'm like, good for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> good for that guy. So how, how do you feel overall? So, so Lincoln, Lincoln's escaping our, our gaze because Chris was so freaking obnoxious. Yeah. I just want to point out the fact that Lincoln was just as obnoxious, Absolutely. just not as aggressive. Absolutely. Um, and then I think there was a moment that made me actually laugh out loud where they're sitting on the couch together and um, Lincoln, who is, you know, uh, inflated, I mean, the guy's huge. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Chris actually says to him uh, something like, uh, if you came at me, I would effing kill you or yeah. something like that. And I thought, man, I <laughs> would like to see that. You know, let's, let's make do it. that happen. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Go for it. Yeah, then the show would be really interesting. You know what would be great? You know how they do all the Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. I think MMA ought to get involved. They just get two of these Ooh. guys to just go at it. Some sort of bare-knuckle fight at the end of that the thing. That would be great. I'd watch it. I would uh, be some good crossover. I am glad that Lincoln did not get a rose at the end of the night, though. He didn't deserve one, and she not. knew he was going home. Yeah, I mean, he did not. You know, yeah. And, so that was... and you know that they pitched a second two-on-one. She's like, no, I can't oh, deal with that. Oh, nope, 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 nope. And Connor went home with him as well, which 
leave. So Chris and Lincoln and Connor were the three who went home, which leaves Leo, who had the third date, which was a one-on-one date, and he ended up getting a rose. I feel like it was probably one of the worst dates ever to have mm-hmm. to go shucking oysters in the middle of the frigid water. Him and Wells got screwed both times. Yeah, yeah. It was and terrible. Uh, but, but he, you know what though? Here, here's the deal though. He would have had Leo, and and I think Leo's turned out to be exactly what he is, just to exactly. consistently. Yep. You know, he's a nice guy, whatever. Yep. But he's just got. He's not much on personality, nope. and I think that. A guy with a great personality could have turned that into a really fantastic thing. Um, the plane ride, first of all, you're in a Buddy Holly plane, which I, I don't think you could, you know, you, that's always in your mind, right? right. Um, <laughs> and uh, and, and you're not Leo, going anywhere. You're just flying in circles. In circles, yeah, at mm-hmm. low altitude, which, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. look. And, and then not just that, but um, I don't. Leo's a pretty big guy. Um, Becca seems pretty tall. Yeah, they might have considered a bigger plane. I mean, they looked like they were in the cargo section of you know a Toyota Forerunner they for God's sake. Squished in that back. <laughs> yeah, of that airplane. Miserable look on her face. And like, didn't say a word. Yeah, yeah. And then she blames it that she's in the wrong headspace because of Chris and Lincoln the night before. Blah blah blah. But. The, mm-hmm. And, and it, it, meant they, it was terrible to me. It was terrible. And he kept, he, he kept saying, you're hot. You're so hot. That was uh, so lame. I mean, yeah. When I, is I, it appropriate to stop saying you're hot to a woman? At what age? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure it's ever appropriate. <laughs> Thank you. Trick question, and you got it right. Yeah. What she in the wasn't world? into it. I mean, the, the no. kiss was just as flat as you can get, Ugh. and you know, yeah, it just was what it was. And and she only she had to get rid of three people, and she knew who those three people were already. So here you go, Leo. He'll be gone next week. Agreed. Yes, and, um, I think he'll go out respectfully. Yeah. Um, in other words, she'll walk him out and say, "Look, you're a good dude, but yeah. my connections are better with other people." Blah blah blah. You think he'll go um, to paradise? No, I think he's oh, done. Okay, all right. I mean, he's forty. There's no way that guy's thirty-one. Let's <laughs> say, is he forty? Okay, I get it now. He's forty. Um, did That's you... a hyperbole. That's an extreme exaggeration to prove a point. <laughs> Thank you. English lit major, you say? Okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, did you see Harrison slap Becca on the butt after the rose ceremony? <laughs> I did not. Wow. I put it on my Insta like, stories. Like, like it was the greatest thing ever. It was like, like she was like a she football just, teammate. Yeah, she just like made a good tackle or something. <laughs> it was like pop. And I don't, I don't think it really happened, but it certainly did look like it. And I yeah. just cheered and shouted. It was the greatest thing ever. I will miss Connor's hair and not miss his cleavage because he shows it all the time. He needs to button up. But yeah, it yes. was time for Connor to go as well. How did you feel about Colton's red hoodie thing with the white string in it? I don't. I don't think Colton can do wrong, in my opinion. So really, it's fine. I thought you didn't like the guy. Let's rewind to to. I know. Uh, day one. I have. I have. Yeah, I said that on day one. Something felt weird about it, but nothing feels weird anymore. They still what? haven't had the "I'm the Virgin" talk yet, though. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to come. You you would think normally, I guess maybe as um, you know the the um, wheat is uh, cut from the chaff or however mm-hmm. whatever that saying is, she will definitely have sure. to be informed of his um, his unfettered 
status. Right, right. And I don't know if they would do that in the fantasy suite. Let her unfetter no, his you status. No, you, you got to you, – that has to – now, look, we've been watching this a long time. I know. <clears throat> there has to be a a reason for her to contemplate the fantasy suite, uh-huh, right? And so uh-huh. you got to get that out there early, and she has to brood about it and say, Colton's a great guy, but you know the fact that he's never been intimate with a woman is a red flag for me because mm. you know while I respect that, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You who know, do you think will, is, so tell me who you're, wait, how many do we have in fantasy suites? Three, right? Three. Yeah. So your three are Jason, Colton, Garrett. Who do you think will go first? Cause I know your thoughts on who goes first. <laughs> I think Jason goes <laughs> first. I didn't say that too. <laughs> uh, I, I would told say you, Jason, I say it all the Garrett, time. It's and like Colton. being the fat injured guy in the donor party. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you go first and that's just the kiss of death. And I told you the exchange is like, well, look, we're not going to expose you to any venereal diseases, but in exchange for that, you got to go home. <laughs> bachelorette's all fresh and ready to go you know you got this great date you know and then next thing you know boom you're done (laughs) do you think there'll be in a tent somewhere in virginia beach (laughs) this time (laughs) remember that uh, mr harrison i'm really sorry but i've had trouble procuring an actual hotel room what are we gonna do well um we can go rent a tent the Yurt. Bedouins have a tent. Yeah, <laughs> those those nice men over there trying to sell me a rug for five hundred American dollars also have a tent they'd like to sell me. We could use that. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Do it. <laughs> Just get it done. <laughs> All right. Well, so they're in the Bahamas next week. How do you feel about that? Because. The Bahamas, um, now I think it's a little warm to be the perfect place to fall in love. Oh, no, it is it's, the perfect place to fall in love. It's a little warm, but I think it is It is the, there are a lot of prerequisites uh, to, to the perfect place that are filled. There's there's tropical water. Yes. Um, Check. Plenty, uh, yep, plenty of catamarans. You need those. To Check. Fall in love, right? Um, helicopter rides, probably. Check. And then there's got to be some sort of adventure date, like a, mm-hmm. like a hiking up a big cliff, perhaps. Spurlunking. Right, right, going into a big cave, mm-hmm. which is a great metaphor for any relationship. Yeah, oh, there you, you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you picture that one? I mean, geez, yeah. I couldn't resist. If that was my date, I'd be like, look, you guys can't film me. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to be ready for air. Just, you know, don't give me the cave date, please. Don't give me the or trains going into tunnels. Nothing. I don't need any of that. I just just give me a standard walk around town type of thing. Otherwise, you guys are going to regret the lack of footage you're going to have. Mm. But how are you supposed to have your metaphors if you're just walking around town? Well, that because never that's, works look, out. Wait, okay, look, look. Except okay. where you're living life, how you would really live life. Yeah, let's this do is what we would play. do on exactly. a normal day look, in the ahead. Bahamas. Look, you're you're a bachelor producer. Go ahead and ask me. Like, like I, I've just been on a, a walk around town day yeah. with Becca. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and ask me okay. um, how that compares to my relationship. Ready? Yeah. Go ahead. So you've just walked around town with Becca in the Bahamas. How do you feel? What What was your day like? Do you think it's a good day? Do you think you have a shot? Well, you know, what was really refreshing, first of all, Becca looked great in her um, romper. 
Um, and and I, I'm really down with rompers because you can wear a romper every day. But more importantly, walking around town and uh, being harassed by local merchants, mm-hmm. um, being bilked out of my money and then drinking warm beer in an outdoor cafe is pretty much my life at home anyway. Sure. Um, and so I thought today was more realistic than any other date we've ever taken. And mm. frankly, it's a lot like a relationship. Is it? When you walk around town, um, you have some ups and downs. There's some some sweating involved. Um, there's some uncomfortable blisters you may incur on your on your um, uncomfortable new shoes. But overall, you've got to push through it, and you've got to make the most of it with the person you're with. Uh huh. So you've How's just that? you've just been bungee jumping with Becca. Tell me, <laughs> how do you feel? Do you feel like y'all have made a connection? Do you feel like that was a good thing, or were you scared? Well, first of all, Becca looked great in her romper. (laughs) Second of all, bungee jumping is a lot like a relationship. Sure. You're harnessed in. You're terrified. There's a lot of danger. And then you're forced to do something you normally wouldn't do. (laughs) You just got to take that leap. That's right. For money. God, bungee jumping is a lot like a relationship. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> you should probably sign a release before you get to one. You're tied up. <laughs> Whatever you turn, she's there. <laughs> That's right. You need the help of several people to extricate yourself from it. <laughs> a lot of screaming yeah mm. <laughs> yeah see look what we've stumbled upon oh, this is great true uh, love Thank you all so much for listening. I'd love to connect on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. It would be so nice if you would review the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to check out my book, Why I Hate Green Beans, at your favorite retailer. And also one of our show sponsors, Digital Lemonade. If you need help creating a website, refreshing a website, or maintaining a website, this is the group for you. Simply Google Digital Lemonade to learn more or visit my website for a direct link. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. Oh